Hi, welcome to the Mama Advocate Podcast. This is a safe place for adoptive and special needs mamas to feel less alone and find community amidst their unconventional journeys. Here, you're going to find authentic conversations for me and my guest who are parenting fully in the weeds with you. Our goal is to empower and encourage you to be the best mama you can be as you advocate for your people. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to have Lauren Emmett with us today. She is the founder of Little Rebel, the cause. And I'm kind of obsessed. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm obsessed with what you do. And oh. heard her story and thought she needs to come on here and tell everybody because y'all all need to know about her. So Lauren, can you kind of give us a fly overview and then we'll kind of dig into the nitty gritty? Sure. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Lauren Emmett. I live in Oregon with my husband and we have a little girl, Charlie, who's eight. And then our son, Wilson, is 10. And he was uh, diagnosed with autism when he was three years old. So um, that kind of spurred me to start blogging and kind of working on autism awareness in the world and what I could do in that arena which eventually led to what you mentioned, Little Rebels with a Cause is our little clothing shop that we make a lot of like kindness and inclusion and advocacy apparel that hopefully starts conversations. We like to kind of put messages out there that people get to think about and ask about um, through our clothing. So, yeah. And it's so cute and so well-made and like everything about it. I bought something for everyone in our family and... I mean, my sh- I have a shirt that says, I will raise my kids to be kind to your kids or to love your kids. And yeah. every time yeah. I wear that shirt, everybody's like, I really like that. And I'm able just to share a little bit about inclusion and it's so fun. So yeah. I feel, I feel like there's a few it. like that one. And then we all, we have a few that I feel get a lot of comments and that's the kind of thing that we were shooting for, you know, is just to get people like, Oh, I like that. You know, like, Oh, I, I could, there's so many shirts out there that say be kind. So we tried to like, we tried to come up with a little bit, a little bit more, but um, we just want more conversations happening about differences in the world, especially with like little kids that, you know, are never too young to start learning about that kind of stuff. So yeah. And yeah. talking to our kids about inclusion and like looking out for other people in the classroom. And I, I think that is, it's spurred on good conversations with our kids. of so like, what, yeah. what is an advocate? Cause my kids have like little advocate. And I realized that I'm, it's kind of funny. Cause I'm like, my podcast is mom advocate. And I'm big piece of my ministry is advocating for the FASD community. And my kids had no idea what advocate meant until they got the shirts that I was able to share with them. It's like, yeah. And I'm sure yeah. they're friends will ask about them when they wear them and things like that too yeah I my niece I think when she was about I think she was about 12 she was so excited to wear some of her shirts to school but she was like real quick mom like what's inclusion like what's advocate you know but it's like that's great like that's exactly what we want it's just those conversations happening and then we get to just then they can go tell their friends their version of what they learned from it you know yeah I would love to hear about kind of your advocacy journey for your little buddy. At yeah. He's now 10, kind of the, over the span of time, like what did that look like? And um, how have you kind of stepped into your power and your place in the world through advocacy in that? Yeah. So um, when he was little, I just felt, uh, which I think so many moms and I'm sure your listeners and all the people that you're providing amazing resources to have felt too, is just kind of, you just feel a little alone and stuck. And you're, I just, I remember 
Um, I've always been a writer, so I knew I was going to start writing about this. I didn't really know exactly who it was for to be that I was, you know, why I wanted. I think the main reason I wanted to put our story out in the world was for people to learn more about autism. But when I started blogging, I felt I ended up actually connecting with so many other special needs families and people that were on a similar journey that were like, hey, thanks for putting that out there because I feel this too. Because so many of us were at home feeling stuck, not sure what to do to make some change either in the world or to help our kids' journeys through the world. Um, I remember I almost named the blog Laundry Dishes Change the World, like check marks, because I remember feeling like I'm just home, I'm doing laundry, I'm doing dishes, but I still want to like make a change in this world. What can I do from here to do that? So um, I started doing a blog and we connected with so many wonderful people and just I've met so many awesome moms and um, families through doing that. And then that's kind of what, like I mentioned earlier, led me into starting Little Rebels with a Cause too. And that was kind of more also because my son's um, somewhat verbal. He, um, so I, I wanted him to be able to wear something that didn't necessarily say I have autism, but something that would just you know, hopefully get people thinking about kindness and grace and patience and maybe know that he has some differences and to just lead with that a little bit without, you know, having it stamped on his forehead or something. So that kind of started the t-shirt line that's we should be friends, hashtag inclusion and little advocate and stuff like that. So um, I just wanted people to, I just, I want people like him to just be met with more patience, you know, because I think people just don't know enough about autism and differences in general. So I think the more we talk about them and the more awareness that it, there is, it'll just be so much easier for these kids to navigate like a really tough world for them. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's especially true with like invisible disabilities of yeah. autism and FASD that where kids look quote unquote normal and right. there's so much going on yeah. behind that, that people yeah. are expecting a typical 10 year old and they're getting more like a typical four-year-old, you know, saying this about my children, not yours. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, I'm curious when, like as a first time mom, when he was three, got diagnosed, what did that look like? Were you kind of like, he should be doing this by now, or did a doctor step in or did somebody else say something? Like, what was that process like of um, kind of grasping that new reality for you? Yeah, that was a really long road. And that definitely was also such a good time to be meeting other people going through similar things. And I know that journey looks different for a lot of us, but there's so many, so much of it that I feel like is similar to. Um, He was not talking. That was always the biggest kind of red flag, if you will, was language. But he also had some sensory processing stuff going on. And so we were thinking, oh, this is speech delay, maybe sensory processing disorder. And so he was in speech therapy when he was two. And then also we got you know, the services from the county and that's who brought up autism to us. And then it was still such a long road from there. Um, I'm sure again, others have been in the situation, but we had built this team. Like by then he was then an OT. We had the county services. We had speech therapy. We had the pediatrician. I threw in a naturopath. I mean, I think I was throwing everything at it. Um, and everybody was kind of divided on is this autism or not, you know? And so as a mom, 
I try my hardest to not be, you know, biased, but I was sure hoping it wasn't autism because as for me, like you said, first time mom, I don't know a lot about motherhood in general. I'm figuring it out as I go. And I didn't know a lot about autism, but all I knew was that it was lifelong and that scared me. And so I was hoping and that it would be just speech therapy and we're going to figure this out or he's going to outgrow it. And I think a lot of well-intentioned people were saying the same thing. And so of course I'm like siding with them, but um, we ended up going through the whole educational um, evaluation for it. And then we did the medical one too. And he was diagnosed at three and a half. So by then I was just actually so happy to have answers for him and have a better direction of where we were going to go because it was just for a while he was diagnosed with like um, receptive language disorder, de global developmental delay, expressive language disorder, sensory processing, you know, and it's like, I think it all umbrellaed under autism. And so by the time we just had that, we had a path to go on. It's like, okay, now what services can we do? Now I'm going to learn more about autism. And that helped me help him because that makes you so much more of a patient person too, when you're learning what they're actually feeling and going through, you know, as far as that, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's very empowering. Yeah. Being able to educate yourself and know what's going on and being able to then help your kiddo understand all yeah, of that. Yeah, and then help empower them, right? Yeah. After you got the diagnosis, like moving through life the last few years, has it been, like, has that diagnosis helped with others around, like getting services you need, or have you still kind of hit walls and felt like you needed to advocate through those things? I mean, I do think that like us parents with kids, like, like our son, you're always going to need to be advocating for something, you know, and that's, that's, I, that was like a big learning curve for me, even with the diagnosis is I just naturally wasn't someone who liked to ask for help or like, I don't want accommodations, but it's like, no, we need them. <laughs> My son needs them. So it's like coming to like that acceptance for me to be able to help him. That was another little hurdle, I think. And um, I think motherhood changes us in general. But when you have special kids like like Wilson, you you really you change a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have to. So it's good. I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today without him. And, and I'm proud of that. Um, it's just, it's a journey. So I think it's so good for moms to be able to talk and connect on how to navigate that journey. Yeah. I love that you mentioned asking for help because I think that's something that so many mamas struggle with. And I feel like it's essential when you enter into the special needs community, like, or special needs world, I guess, in your own home. Um, yeah. Like it's essential. What are some ways that you asked for help? Like when you say that, what do you mean? Gosh, like I said, I wasn't good at it for the longest time. <laughs> I think it's more just for me, like finding the right um, support as far as like when you need a break and knowing when you need a break and to step away and have a night away or a day away or even a couple hours away. 
um, to get some help um, with caregiving. And that was very hard for me to, to put him in the care of someone else, unless it was my husband or family, because it's just a lot to trust someone. It's just so much to trust someone with this vulnerable person who has some needs that are a lot that people just don't understand, you know? So I went through a lot of like, well, I'm the only one who can, who can do this. So, and then I think, you know, whether there's disability involved or not, I think a lot of moms, like you mentioned, we feel like we're supposed to be able to do this. This isn't supposed to be so hard. So I shouldn't have to ask for help, you know, like I shouldn't need a break and things like that. I don't know why that's kind of, what so many people just naturally feel, especially first time moms. And it's like, no, this is a lot. You need, you do need community. You do need support. Um, so I think for me, it was, it was just even just talking to people and being more vulnerable about it. And I, I think more, I did that a lot through blogging. Like, I think a lot of people who aren't comfortable, um, especially talking, you know, on a podcast or the internet, uh, I think just writing stuff down, whether you plan to share it with anyone or not, I think writing things out can help sort through that kind of stuff and navigate feelings and and whatnot. But I don't know if I answered your question. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm still working on the asking for help thing, like a lot of us are, I'm sure. Yeah. But I think that first the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Yeah. Um, just being able to step into that and having that attitude of like. I can't do it all. Like I need a break and yeah, like I'm human. Right. A big thing that I've had to kind of wrap my mind around of I can't stay up all night with a kid and be okay and functioning in the morning and be expected to be on all the time. So exactly. Yeah. I think you did answer my question. Um, What would you say to a mama who is like kind of in that same boat of I'm supposed to be doing this all and I can't leave my kid. I can't trust him with anybody else. No, I know. It's, How would you encourage that mama? It's hard. I feel like, like I said, um, I do feel like there's a point where uh, in, in that you get lost. I think a lot of moms have kind of lost themselves on this motherhood journey. Again, whether it's um, special needs parenting or not. Um, but finding a way to, to make time for yourself. I know everyone cringes at the term self-care, <laughs> but um, realizing that self-care doesn't have to be, you know, like bubble baths and pedicures and massages and things that just aren't easy to go do, but just taking time for yourself to just be and do what you need to do, whether it's like a walk or listening to a podcast or reading a book. Um, and hopefully you have, you know, a partner or a grandparent or someone that can help you have those little breaks, because I really do think that that moms forget to care about themselves, like just in general, they're caring for the kids, they're keeping, you know, everything running, but you have to care about yourself um, as well. So finding what you need to like, kind of fill that cup. I love that. Yeah. Okay, before we wrap up, is there anything besides that beautiful piece of encouragement for self-care, is there anything that you would want to encourage special needs mamas with? Yeah, I would just really to, I hope they're listening to this, you know, and I hope that they're connecting with their 
with moms in their community or online. I just feel like the whole, I just don't want them to feel alone. I want them to know they're, they're not alone. It feels like that a lot. And we all get that. And it's easy for me to get on here and say that because there's plenty of times where I sat down on the kitchen floor crying with my son. And I'm just like, no one knows what this feels like. No one, like no one knows what I'm going through. But if you get on these, you know, groups, these community groups, or use like the resources that you're providing, um, you will find your community and they will say things and you're just like, oh my gosh, they know exactly what I'm going through. Like, it's just, it's just incredible. So I think just, even if you are feeling alone at home, you can still find your community, whether it's virtual or, um, or otherwise, and just not to be afraid, not to be afraid to talk to people about what you're going through, because there's a really good chance that they either understand or maybe it'll just help that you're talking it through you know so not being afraid to share your story and and tell people what you're really going through that's beautiful and I think that that provides intimacy for everyone involved when we can be vulnerable and open up about things yeah it creates beautiful relationships with people and those are the relationships we need in our lives to step in and love us and serve us and help us so um, yes. obviously that's not why you're doing it, but it's a lovely perk of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren, can you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and your shop and all the things? Yeah. So we are on Instagram. It's at little rebels cause, and that's the same as our website. It's little rebels cause.com. And then on Facebook, we're just little rebels with a cause. So yeah, you can find us through there and connect. I'm obsessed. I hope everybody goes and spends a lot of money with you because <laughs> A, we love you and want to support you, but then also just getting the word out and the more we can talk about inclusion and kindness and the beauty that, that your shirts and do you call it gear? I don't know what you call it. Yeah. 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 Goodies, lovelies, I don't know. Sexies, whatever it is, like getting that out in the world, I think is so precious and wonderful. So I'm grateful for the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. And I did, I forgot to mention, we do like one of the best parts of of doing all this and meeting everybody is we support different nonprofits and we give 10% of all of our sales to a different nonprofit. We kind of change it about every quarter. Um, And that's been really cool to see that people's purchases are also going towards these nonprofits that are doing really incredible work um, and to kind of get to know those people and share their stories as well. So Yes. I can't believe I didn't ask about that. I'm so sorry. No, I know. I forgot to fun aspect it's about you. Favorite, it's my favorite little extra perk of shopping here too. So I love that. Well, Lauren, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story and yes. um, sharing your work with us. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to chat with you. And I so appreciate all you do for these moms and this community. It's making such a difference. So thank you. Hey, I'm so glad that you joined us today. If this episode blessed you at all, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with others? This, as you know, will help other mamas find us and in turn will bless them. Hey, thanks so much for trusting us with your time today.